0: Amen. His eye is on the sparrow. Amen. Thank you, Pam. Appreciate that. Good morning, church. Good. Good to see you. Hey, did you guys hear about the uh, the old country couple? Uh, they they just uh, celebrated their their 60th wedding anniversary, and uh, people were coming in and congratulating them and loving on them. And one of them, it, it was known that this couple never had arguments, never. And for 60 years, they never had an argument. So somebody asked him, well, well uh, the husband, what was his secret? And he said, well, uh, on our wedding day, as we were leaving uh, the church and going on our honeymoon, we we were riding on some horses. And, uh, and, and, and we were trying to go, but my wife's horse would not go. So she got off of that horse and went and looked it in the eye and said, That's one. And as we got back on, that horse took off, and we rode for a while, and then it stopped again. And uh, same thing. She got off, she looked it in the eye and said, That's two. And then we went on for a while, but then that that stubborn horse stopped again. This time she pulled a pistol out of her saddlebag, and she shot that horse dead. And I said, Goodness, honey, you can't do that. You can't treat a a, a a horse like that. And she looked me in the eye and she said, That's one. <laughs> How many of you have wives that count? Don't raise your hands. Golly. Just wink at me or something. We're in this together. <laughs> Good to be back uh, in the house of the Lord together, Amen. As as we go back to uh, Galatians uh, chapter five, we're we're continuing our, our our series known by our fruit, known by our fruit. So so we're. We're looking at the fruit of the Spirit versus uh, the works of the flesh. And, and uh, today we'll, we'll dive deeper in that. But uh, as, before we get into our scripture this morning, I just want you to think about something. Uh, think about the prison system in the United States of America. Did you know that it cost us $20,000? Up to $40,000 a year to house somebody in prison. Did you know that the American criminal justice system in the United States of America holds 2.3 million people? Now I'm not great at math, but I was able to calculate that so if on the on the low end, if we spend twenty thousand dollars on a person in the system uh, times two point three million, that rounds up to forty six billion dollars a year forty six billion dollars a year that we spend in the criminal justice system now. If that's not enough for you, here, here's this. Of the folks that are released from prison, 77%, almost 80% of those folks that have gone to prison and get out of prison commit another crime that puts them back into prison. I just want you to put this on your mind as we look at the scriptures from Galatians, chapter 5, starting in verse 16 and going through 25. It says this, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other and keep you from doing the thing you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Their sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh and its passions and its desires. And if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. And let us not become conceited, provoking one another to envy one another. Father, we, uh, we just bow our heads before You, our King of kings and the Lord of lords. God, we thank You so much for Your Word. Uh, we thank You for Your truth. We thank You for Your Spirit. Father, we ask that You would fill this place with that Holy Spirit and that You would draw us unto Yourself. Father, we pray that if somebody's here today that doesn't know You as their Lord and Savior, that today they would come to know You in truth. And Lord, that they would surrender their life unto You. And Lord, that You would change their lives forever father we pray that those who are struggling with uh the things of the flesh in, the, in this world lord that you would uh you would speak into their hearts today and lord that you would show them uh how you have uh conquered all things lord you are that we are vi- victorious from sin we are victorious from shame in your precious name so father we pray this and we ask this in jesus precious blood amen so, so as we look uh, at this passage, as we're studying this, uh, this battle that we have between the flesh and, and the spirit, as, as we pointed out, you know, as just looking at the criminal uh, system in America, it is pretty evident, isn't it, that we have problems. Can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> Listen, w- w- we cannot make people good. All right, you understand that? We cannot make people good. We, we can take people out of the population. We, 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 can, we, can, we can do our best to rehabilitate people, but we can't make people good, just like we can't make our kids good. Right? Uh, I mean, I heard of a, a dad one time. He went over to another pl- place, and uh, his kid was acting up, and he told him to sit down. He went over there. He said, yeah, uh, sit down and, and behave. And the kid just kept doing what he was doing. He told him his second time, sit down and behave. And, and he just smirked at him and continued to do what he was. The, the, and finally, the man stood up and went over to his child, and then his child Sit down. He said, now behave and do what you're told. The kid looked up at him and said, I may be sitting down, but on the inside, I'm standing up. You know what would have happened to me if I'd have said that? I'd have had a hard time sitting down later. (laughs) Listen, we can't make people good, but... We have this problem, right? We have these problems and they're evident. We see this. But, uh, but the problems that, that come to us, the, uh, the people with the, the PhDs and, and, and schooling tell us, the, the sociologists tell us that the, our problem is that it's, it's, it's nature versus nurture nature versus nurture. It, it, it's the environment that you have been raised in or the nurture that you received when you were growing up. So if you, in, if you grew up in an environment that, that that was a bad environment. Then you're just going to be a bad seed, and we've we've got to change that environment. On other hands, it it, it, it could be the nurture. You weren't raised. you were nurtured as a young child correctly, so therefore, you, you have these tendencies to do bad things. Well, can I can I tell you this morning? Can I can I can I try to, to enlighten the the people with the PhDs and the doctorates in these situations? And can I can I just help us all to have a little bit of common sense. That the truth is that uh, there are a bunch of people that have come out of bad environments that have done good. There are a bunch of people who weren't nurtured correctly that have come to be good people. Well, how in the world is that possible? Well, if you're flipping things on the one side, you got to look at it the other. You know, there was a place on this planet that was the perfect environment to live in. And there was this place that had the perfect father and the perfect nurture that he gave unto kids. And you know where that was and what that was? Can I remind you of Adam and Eve? They grew up in the Garden of Eden, which was the perfect place. They were nurtured by the perfect father, our good, good father, amen. And yet still they rebelled. So what that tells us, what that proves to us, is there's a bigger problem besides environment or our nature. And that problem is evident to us through our scriptures today. It's it's a flesh problem. It's a sin problem. We have a wrong nature. It's called a sin nature. That's our problem. So... So as we look at all these things and we think about these things, the problem, uh, you know, and they'll go on and they'll say, well, the problem also is education education. We need to educate people. Well, I believe in education and I believe we need to educate people. I need, to, uh, people need to be smarter. And, and we have emplaced that into our prison system and we spent a lot of money on educating people in prison, which is good thing. I'm not docking that, but I'm, what I'm saying is if you don't deal with the flesh and the sin nature of a person, then all you're doing is making smarter criminals. <laughs> right. And I, and, and, I, and I just want to kind of point out to you that a smart criminal is more dangerous than a dumb one. Adolf Hitler and his Nazis had a bunch of smart people. They had a bunch of scientists, uh, a bunch of people who were, who were smart, but yet those people would throw Jewish children into fires. Those people would hang kids with thin ropes and watch them in the death struggle. Let me tell you what, they were smart people, but they had hearts of stone. The problem is our flesh, folks. Listen, my friends, what I'm trying to point out, what I'm trying to make clear here is this sin problem, this flesh problem that we have and you may be here today and you may be thinking well you know i i agree with you that you know that, that bad things happen and and people are of the flesh and but 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 i'm 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 not a criminal you know i'm i'm i may be in my sin today but 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 i'm not hurting anybody else you know i i, I may be a sinner but i'm still a good person how many times do you hear that well Okay, good person. Let me let me show you a little scripture. Proverbs 17, 15. God says He who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the righteous are both like an abomination to the Lord. See, see, if you're good, if you if you think your sin's not that bad, and you're all right in your flesh, then, brother, you got a bigger problem. You got a bigger problem than just your your flesh problem. You got a bigger problem than your sin problem. Because James 4.4 4 makes it perfectly clear when James says this, you adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is in enmity to God, in other words, did you not know that your being in your flesh makes you an enemy of god? and Paul makes it totally evident to us in our our passage today, and he says, I have warned you, as I've warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. your flesh is keeping you from a relationship with god almighty so if you are here today and 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 the spirit of the lord is speaking into you if he's calling out to you is as he does and he is faithful to do and that may be the the sole reason why that you're here this morning let me tell you what you need to change your mind you need to change your mind and you need to believe in the God of truth. And not only do you need to believe because the Bible tells us that, that, that the demons believe and they shudder. Amen? The demons believe and they shudder but they don't, they don't, they, they don't turn to God and they are scared of God and the things that they do but they don't turn to him because they they have gone a separate way but God tells us that he is faithful and he is just to forgive those of us who turn to him he will forgive you of your sins if you repent of him if you believe and you repent in him That, that word repent just means turn you know we're going down this road and this road that we're going on in our flesh is leading straight to the pits of hell but if we turn around God is faithful and just to forgive us of those and put us on a path to righteousness, which leads to heaven. And when you come to know the Lord God Almighty, when the spirit of love and truth comes upon you, my friend, you're going to find what you've been searching for so long in this world. You're going to find the fruit of the Spirit. And then when that fruit of the Spirit comes upon you, and when that light shines within you, it flushes out all the darkness. It abolishes it. It casts it out. True love comes in. Peace that passes all understanding a joy an un- undescribable joy that cannot be broken is within, instilled within us glory to god in the highest for the great things that he has done but if 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 love if if joy if peace if if those things if they weren't enough god gives us more and that's what we're going to look at today today we're going to look at patience kindness and goodness yeah, for my my king james followers that you're looking at long suffering you're looking at gentleness and goodness do you have the fruit of patience do you have the fruit of long suffering that the the greek word that that describes this word it could can also even be closer uh um Translated into long-temperedness. Long-temperedness. How many golfers I have in the room? All right, we have any golfers in the room? You know, if if you if you play golf, that's the most frustrating sport probably in the world. And as you play that, you you can like resemble uh, some some of these friends that I, that I had. I had had a guy one time we were golfing, and he's he's like, if I played any worse, I'm just gonna go and and drown myself in that pond over there. I said, man, you couldn't keep your head down that long. There was another guy I heard about. He's he's like, you know, playing this course all the time. He wants to play this course and he would just love to break ninety on this course. He said, he told his caddy, man, I, I just want to break ninety on this course. I would move heaven and earth to break ninety on this course. His caddy said, Well, you better go to heaven because you already moved almost this earth. It's a sport that tests your patience. Let's test our patience this morning. Are, are, we, are we patient? Are we patient people? Are, are we long-suffering people? Let me, let me ask you this question just to test you. Do you ever get frustrated while you're waiting on something in the microwave? I'm going to take that as a yes. Then you might not have patience, my friend. How about this one? How long when waiting at a red light do you get upset with the person in front of you when it turns green? (laughs) Less than half a second? You might want to work on your long-suffering, my friend. Long-suffering and patience is a fruit of the Spirit. Uh, there's many examples in our Bibles about uh, God is patient, and, and, and praise the Lord for His patience with us, amen? Uh, but one of the greatest examples that He gives us is, is uh, the story of Noah's flood the story of noah's flood you know the the, the earth and the, the people of the earth at that time were just wicked it's a wicked generation everybody has gone their own way and doing their own thing but but god found noah to be righteous and, and god made this plan to save noah but in that in, in in this wicked generation god does what he gives he gives noah the plans to start building an ark and you know how long it took him to build the ark 120 years So for 120 years, God is being patient with the wickedness of the earth. Not only that, but Noah wasn't just building an ark, but he was also preaching. All right, And for, for 120 years, he's telling people about the love of God and how awesome God is. And for 120 years, nobody comes to Christ. You think preachers get uh, depressed sometimes when you don't see movement in the congregation? Oh, poor Noah. 120 years of preaching he didn't see nobody. But when we think about God's amazing patience, we also need to realize and understand this, that even though God is long-suffering, even though He is so patient and good and His kindness and mercy is, is, is awesome towards us, one day his patience ends. Because there was a day after that 120 years where God closed that door on that big old boat. There was a day when the skies, for a people that had never seen rain, it darkened up there was a day when the sky opened up and this stuff called rain fell down there was a day when when the, the springs from underneath the earth opened up and, and and there was a flood that came upon this world that destroyed all the wickedness so as even though we look at God and his amazing patience and we and we praise him for that we need to understand that God is a God that is a just God. And what he, what we mean by that is that God is not going to put up with wickedness forever. And because he is just, he will re- unleash his wrath and his anger upon us. And he will destroy the people who rebel against him. The God shows us that in his Bible and through his word, just how awesome he is. He also shows us his great patience through our amazing Savior, our Lord and Jesus Christ you know he is jesus is the author and he is the finisher of our faith the bible tells us that it was for the joy that set before him he endured the cross you know what the joy was that he's talking about there his joy is for those people who turn from their wicked ways and love him and put their trust in him if you if you have become a lover of jesus then you are his joy But the Bible says that he endured the cross. He endured the rejection from the people. He endured the stripes of the cat of nine tails whipped all across his body. He endured the nails in his hands and his feet. He endured the cross where it was uh, totally excruciating just to get his necks of breath as he had to pull himself up to do that. But he endured calvary for us those who would love him this is a perfect portrait of god's patience and long suffering that he set out before us aren't you thankful for a god that loves you aren't you thankful that we have a god that not only loves us but he demonstrated his love for us. You can also uh, tra- translate this to persistence. God is, is a persistent God. Oh, praise the Lord. Every morning we get to see that uh, sunrise. Amen. Praises God every day. He's declaring himself unto us through through nature and then through others. God God is so persistent in in loving and chasing after our people. But we have to understand that one day for us, just like in the day of Noah, one day his patience will end. One day... The sky is going to open up. One day he's going to come back. One day, he's going to make all what's wrong with this world right. But for now, God is showing us, He's revealing to his us his, his, his persistence, because He loves us, church. We are to be God's hands and feet here on the earth. Amen. Uh, so therefore we, we are to demonstrate before the world what God has d- demonstrated for us because our God is so patient and, and, and so long suffering and, and so persistent for, for us therefore we have got to be imitators of him he is our a- example and now we are to be the example to the world that he has done but, so bef- because of God and his nature and his love and what he has shown us we will not stop but we will move forward. We will love the world just as Jesus has loved us because that is what God has shown us to do. So that is our aim. That is our goal. Our second thing that we want to look at uh, this morning uh, besides God's patience is his kindness, his gentleness, the Greek word here, it, it, it points out to us that it is not an attitude. It, uh, this is not just a, a feeling, but this is an action. An action. Uh, the, the picture from the Greek is this, meaning being benign and useful. Think about that, when you think about that word benign, what comes to your mind, what comes to your mind is, you know, if you have to go into the doctor and they they find a spot and they go in they check it, uh, you're hoping that the results come back what? Benign. Because we we don't want to be cancerous, right? So we don't want to be cancerous. The picture here is that we don't want to be a cancer upon people, but we want to be useful to people. Kindness is serving. Kindness is love in action. Kindness is is not just feeling bad for other people. Uh, Kindness is not just saying, hey, I I, I see what you're going through. I'm going to pray for you. Kindness is, hey, I'm going to pray for you, and then I'm going to ask God to, to show me what I need to do to help you kindness is is love in action kindness is 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 like what pete Byrd's granddaughter did for sulfur and davis schools as they as she looked and saw their uh their deficits in their lunch programs what she did she came up with a program to help pay for those things the the, the debt of our schools that is kindness amen kindness is moving out from our seats and doing something kindness is showing what god has done for us and moving into the world and doing what god has shown us to do for others kindness is loving people where they're at it's not praying for them praying for them is part of it but kindness is loving people doing something kindness is action word a bum ask a baptist preacher Man, can I have a dollar for a sandwich? Baptist preacher said, I don't know, let me see the sandwich. That joke just bombed. (laughs) We are to look and give. You know, originally that joke uh, was, it said Baptist deacons, but I changed it. We are looked to 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 be kindness to people. We are to show kindness because our God above was so kind to us. So kind to us. How 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 are we known? How how are you known? How, how do people know you? Are, are are they knowing you by the fruits of the spirit? How how do they know this church? What what is what is the reputation of our church? Do do do, do they know our church as a church that is loving? When people talk about. First Baptist Church, Davis, do they say, "Man, I don't know about those people down there. I'm, I might even not even like those people down there, but but that church is the most loving church. They're the most joy-filled church. They're the most peace-filled, uh, patient and kind church that I've ever known. Man <laughs> Is't that what we're supposed to be? Aren't, aren't we supposed to be the image of God? Well, that's what we need to long for. That's what we need to get on our knees and pray for. Amen? Amen. I don't know exactly what they say about our church, but I hope that over time we can become a church that looks like Jesus. Finally, this morning, let's let's look at, at goodness. Goodness, uh, goodness here ac- actually comes back to 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 godness godness is it it's like the word goodbye right you, you you've heard you, you use goodbye but did you know that goodbye was was originally a phrase that said meant god be with you but that took us too long to say right so we had to shorten it to goodbye goodness is is godness it means that we are to be the image of god and, and god is good amen so so, how does the bible how does the Bible describe our Lord and Savior jesus christ acts ten thirty eight says uh, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, and he went about doing what good and healing all those who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Psalms 125, uh, verse 4. Do good, O Lord, to those who are good, and those who are upright in their hearts. Matthew five sixteen: Let your light shine before others so that they may see your... Good works and give glory to your Father, who is in heaven matthew seven seventeen so every healthy tree bears good fruit, and the bad tree bears forth bad fruit. truthfully, my friends, what kind of tree are you? What kind of tree are you? or, Is your fruit that's dropping off your tree, is, is it good or bad? Is it a, an active goodness? You know, God's goodness is, is active, and, and God's goodness, is, it goes to full fruition. When God says He's going to do something, He's going to do it. A lot of times we as as human beings we we have ideas that come upon us and and we have good things that come upon us we we, want to do something that's good but a lot of times we just don't finish through with that. But we have a God praise Him that follows through with His goodness. He loves us And He died for us. He fulfilled His promises to bring us to Him. As as we close and we just look at our Galatians passage one more time. In verse 16, it it tells us to walk in the Spirit. The word walk there just means walk like you normally do. Walk with the Spirit of God. Talk with God, be with God, spend time with God, walk with Him. When you walk with Him and you're in the Spirit of God, the good fruit, His Spirit is going to be on you, move you. But in verse 25, it tells us to keep in step. And and that kind of walking is a little bit different. It literally means walk the line. Get in line. Line yourself up with God. Get in line. How many of you love that old Johnny Cash song, "Walk the Line"? Man, if we started singing it, you all would know every verse. Walk the line, but you know in that song, because you're mine, I walk the line. What we need to understand is that when 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 you come to know the love of Jesus Christ when you come to 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 know his joy and be in his joy and and feel his peace and, and 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 when you recognize his patience and and you see his goodness and and you become his goodness with him and his kindness then you walk the line with him you don't want what the world has that those those things disgust you We need to walk the line with God. We need to get in step with Him. Follow Him. Get filled with the Spirit. Love like Jesus. And be Jesus to those around us. Will you, my friends, this morning, how are you going to choose to leave this place? Are you going to walk out of this place still in your flesh or are you going to walk out of this place filled with the Spirit? I hope so. Let's pray. Father, let me just come before you again. And uh, thank you so much for your love and mercy. Lord, I, I thank you for this, these scriptures and uh, how you've de- declared and demonstrated your love to us, God. Father, I pray that each and every one of us today would get in line with you. Father, would you lead us, guide us and direct us through your Spirit, to drop great fruit this week. Father, we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let's stand, and however God's speaking to you, you come this morning.